You're listening to The Blind Stealing the Blinds, a podcast by students of the game for students of the game. Join Dell and BJ for conversations about poker theory and bridging the gap between theory and application. We're all in this together, so let's get to it. This week's topic, the influence of your physical health on your poker game. Hey, Dell, how's it going this week? It is going fantastic. As you know, I have been having nothing but issue after issue with my internet, and it all got cleared up yesterday. Guy spent hours here getting my internet fixed up so that we can do these podcasts without having all the delays on Zoom, and I can get back to not having to miss study groups because of my internet. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy today. How about you? How's things going for you? I'm glad to hear it, Dell. Things are going well for me today, although I have to admit I got low-key tilted yesterday. And I bring this up because we eat our own dog food on this podcast. I want to make sure that people understand we're subject to this stuff too. But I was able to reframe it. So let me tell you the story. I'm playing 2-5. I'm at the main game, which is not a must move. It's a main game, which means if someone busts or leaves, they need to replenish that seat with a new player. And there is a wait list. Anyway, this guy busts and he proceeds to sit there for 90 minutes. Over the course of 90 minutes, a couple of us at the table and a couple dealers talked to this guy and said, are you going to get chips? He said, yeah, I'm going to get chips. Give me five minutes. So I set a timer for five minutes. It went off. And I said, dude, your time's up. You going to get chips? And he was like, I'm working on it. Can you see? I'm like, no, you're sitting there. How is sitting there working on it? And I'm getting amped up and I'm really getting upset about this. You could probably hear it in my voice right now. How I'm kind of getting animated just talking about this guy. Well, I found myself getting low-key frustrated. And here's what I did. I thought to myself, what would we say to the audience? We get tilted, but how can we reframe that? So instead of thinking this guy's an inconsiderate jerk and he's a worthless piece of trash, I thought to myself, you know what? He's acting inconsiderately. There's a difference there. Instead of judging him as a worthless human being, I said, you know what? Maybe he's having a bad day. Maybe he's just doing something to spite me now that I've called him out on his shenanigans and he's acting inconsiderately. That did help. And I was able to come ahead with a plus session. One of the reasons why I was able to do that was because I've been sleeping well. I've made a vow to never play live poker if I'm not sleeping well because I lack the discipline when I sleep poorly to execute good decisions and to refrain from just punting or making dumb plays. So I know we wanted to talk about physical health today, Dell, but do we want to talk about like physical health, like working out or sleep or mental discipline, mental health? What do you want to do in this? I think that you have to talk about all of them, all of them together and how they tie into poker and how they tie into our lives. First of all, I want to take a second before I answer your question there. What I want to know is uh, who helped you to sleep better? Good plug there. Molly McLaughlin from the Sleep is a Skill podcast. She's also the owner of the Sleep is a Skill company. I worked with her over about six week sprint at the end of last year, early this year. It completely transformed my sleep. I suffer from restless leg syndrome, asthma, allergies, periodic insomnia, and sleep apnea, both central and obstructive. And my sleep was terrible. I worked with her. We will definitely put a link in the description for this. Even though hashtag not a sponsor, I am so confident in the services that Molly's company provides. I will happily give a shout out to her 
and recommend anybody with sleep issues go there because sleep is the cornerstone of good health. If you don't sleep well, okay, for me, when I wasn't sleeping well, I missed so many workouts because I simply did not have the energy to get my butt to the gym and do what I knew I needed to do. My willpower tanked because I had no mental reserves. It's all based on sleep. So that was who was fundamental in transforming my sleep. See, I think that right there goes to the point of why we wanted to talk about health this week, because I remember you going through that process. And one of the things I remember was that your game went to a whole new level at that time. And I'm not going to say the sleep was the only thing. There was a lot of stuff going on at that time. But I'm telling you that sleep played a huge part of it. And we can see it when we look at all the top poker players in the world. They're not just working out at the gym. They're not just doing one thing. They're doing a lot of things. They're working with mental game coaches for their mental health and tilt and discipline. They're working out. They're eating clean. They're eating healthy. And I look at it and we often look at the juxtaposition between how you play and how I play. The reality is that there's many that would say that I have a better theoretical knowledge than you. And I don't know if that's true. I might be better at talking about it. I may be better at presenting it. I don't think I know more than you. I do know that you are a better poker player than me. And you do all the stuff that goes to being healthier and better. And I don't. So when we look at this and we look at it like if I want to improve my game, do I have to go work out at the gym? No. Will working at the gym help? Absolutely. One of the number one things we need to be successful in poker is discipline. So if I can get to the gym every day, that builds that discipline muscle. If I can get a good night's sleep, I will be more disciplined the next day because discipline can wear thin. If you're tired, that discipline starts to slide. So all these things are reasons why we want to take and start adding this stuff into our life. And you know what? If all you want to be is a recreational player, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're playing poker once in a while and you just like to beat the guys in your home game, you don't necessarily need to take this advice. But whereas you are a high-level poker player, and although you may never go pro, you like the idea of being able to beat anybody who is a pro. And whereas I'd like to be professional someday, there are certain things we need to do to get to that level. I think the health is one of those things we need to get do to get to that level. We need to address it. I agree. I agree. And we typically talk about stating the problem, proposing solutions, and then offering a tool set to our listeners. And I think we've already talked about what the problem is. The problem that we're stating is that there's a strong correlation between negative health, physical, sleep, mental, if you're, let's say, distracted by something going on at work or home, that's going to feed into the poker table. The point is there's a strong correlation between your health and your ability to make positive EV decisions consistently for an extended period of time. The solutions that we want to provide are ways in which you can improve your physical health, improve your sleep, improve your mental game, and then provide some tools to do that. I will say that I've completely enjoyed the fact that having slept consistently well, which I have never done in my life ever, I love playing poker so much more. I have such clarity and, and presence that when I'm sitting at the table, it's like night and day. I used to feel this perpetual fog in my brain. I'd have this low-key headache, this kind of buzzing that would distract me, and that's gone now. It's fantastic. And sleep being the cornerstone of all those physical elements during the day, I have the energy to work out every day now. Okay, so I work out six days a week. I lift weights three, I do cardio three, and then I have Friday as a rest day so I can go to the casino after work. That's intentional. I've scheduled my life around poker. I'm a huge fan of naps, and I probably need to get a hold of Molly sometime here 
in the next few months. The reality is that uh, I sleep about five hours. My five hours of sleep are very deep sleep. They're all usually in the REM phase. But the reality is that every day that I'm not working, I take a nap because I get tired between three and five and I take a nap and I feel great. So like before my evening sessions, I usually take a nap and I'm like ready to go. And So I'm still getting my six to seven hours. I think that's an interesting point that you bring up. There's sleep and then there's napping. There's weightlifting and high intense interval training, but then there's also casual walking. Like you don't need to go full bore 100% lift your max possible every day before you play any session. It could very well be the case that all you need to do to get yourself in a better frame of mind to play poker is take a 5, 10, 15 minute walk. It can be casual, it can be brisk, whatever you're comfortable doing. I remember hearing years ago from a friend, he asked me, do you know what the best workout routine you can possibly do is? And I was thinking about, okay, let's see, do I do like a five by five? I know the answer to this. Yeah. Do I do like a five by five? Do I do like a split, like a push pull? Do I do an upper lower? And he said, no, no, no. It's the workout that you're going to do consistently. And this gets us back to the purposeful practice thing we talked about before, because you had mentioned if you're not doing something consistently, it's difficult to maintain it because you always feel this need to catch up. And then you won't catch up. You'll feel further and further behind, and then you'll quit. If you can do something simple, easy, but maintainable, that is better than the person who goes to the gym one day a week, goes full bore, maybe hurts themselves, which is terrible because now you're out of commission for months. That's better. So just take it easy. Do it one step at a time. Literally one step at a time. You don't have to necessarily go to the gym. If you go to a gym and you've got a gym membership and you can't get there, all you got to do is do something to keep the consistency. If you are having trouble going to the gym, I, I listened to this conversation. I was in the gym. It was on the day of the leg press, by the way. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the gym and by the way, I, by the way, the day of the leg press, Dell posted a video in a forum where he who hasn't lifted weights in a while went to the gym, leg pressed 560 pounds, not counting the weight of the sled. That is impressive. So imagine what would happen if I was consistent with showing up every day. <laughs> so this kid was talking to somebody else. And when I say kid, he's a kid to me. I'm 50 years old. He's like in his 20s. He's saying like the hardest thing about going to the gym is getting dressed. <laughs> he, he, I get what he's saying. Grabbing his gym clothes, getting the gym. Sometimes the hardest thing is just driving into town. Whatever the hard thing is, you can make it easier for yourself. I remember that trick out of one book I read, and I can't remember the book, but it was put your sneakers on before you get out of bed. Sit up, put your sneakers on, you're ready to go to the gym. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever it takes to keep that consistency. That goes not just for working out, but that works out. That's also for your mental health. Every day, I spend a little bit of time in meditation. That's actually a lie. Most days I spend a little bit of time in meditation and them days are better. When I say meditation, my meditation may not take the same form every day. Sometimes my meditation is sitting on the back porch in, in the sunrise, drinking a cup of coffee. But other days my meditation can be a deeper meditation but it's a moment that I take care of my mental health. I've worked with mental coaches. I've worked directly with Blake Eastman on my mental game. All these things are very important when we're poker players, but it's just important period in our life. We're gonna be better human beings for it. As far as the food goes, I think this is another important part of our health. I know that I have a very carb heavy diet. And the problem with that is after I eat carbs, 
I am literally knocked out for like an hour. Like there's literally an hour where I can't function. And then after that, I slowly get back to normal. So I can't eat that crap, at least not the processed carbs. I can eat like vegetable carbs that are, are processed and I can eat whole grains, eat a cup of white rice and that's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So all this stuff, it's just better for us. Now, some people aren't going to like to hear that. Some people want to eat their pizza and then go play poker. All right, but you're not going to play as good. Right, right. I want to piggyback on something you mentioned before about that tip where you get out of bed and you put your sneakers on. I also remember reading that and I cannot for the life of me remember what book that's from, but I know it's part of a suite of tools and tricks to help people nudge in the right direction. And it might actually be nudge. I remember listening to a Freakonomics podcast where they talked about the guy who was responsible for coming up with nudging, like automatically opting in to the 401k plan when you join a new job instead of being given the option to opt in. Now you're given the option to opt out and most people will take the default if given the option. So the default is opt in. A couple other nudges that people were talking about was reward bundling. If you don't like doing something like riding a bike, but you do like watching Netflix, you allow yourself to watch Netflix only when you ride the bike. So that's reward bundling where you kind of take something that you like and you pair it with something you don't really like. That way it will help get over that inertia of not exercising. So I can eat my heavy carbs when I'm leg pressing 560 pounds eight times? I would not recommend that. <laughs> Another thing that you could do is have an accountability buddy. Just like in poker, discussing hand histories or strategies or mental coaches that you bounce ideas off of, you need people in your life you can partner with to improve together. When I used to go to the gym, I have a gym in my house now, but when I used to go to the gym, I would go with a spotter. Now, one benefit of having a spotter is that we could lift heavier without fear of failing and dropping the plates on our chest because they're, they're watching our backs. But another one is that they can motivate us to get that one or two extra reps at the end of the set. Also, if I wasn't going to go to the gym, my buddy would hold me to account and say, no, no, we're going. It's lunchtime. Get out of your chair. We're going to the gym. And I would have to actively say no to him in order to get out of working out. And psychology tells us we don't like saying no to people. We want to help others. We want to please others. So I would be disappointing my workout buddy, if I were to not go to the gym with him. So the fact that he's holding me to account taps into that like short circuit in my brain where, okay, I want to go to the gym now, not because I want to be healthy, but because I don't want to disappoint my buddy. I want to start migrating into the tools people can use to, to be healthier. And they're all pretty obvious. Everybody already knows these, but I'm going to add a couple in that they may not know. One, I know they don't know because it didn't exist until today. Did you invent this? Are we going to copyright this? We are not going to copyright it. And no, it, we, I didn't really invent anything. I'll get to it in a minute. Okay. <laughs> There's obviously your doctor when you're talking about your health should be going to your doctor regularly. There's clean eating. There's all sorts of books out there on good, healthy food, better choices. There's books out there on discipline. There, there's so many things. There's plenty of mental coaches out there. And they don't all, not just for poker, but I mean, just mental coaches for your life. One of the things that I'm going to add for a tool is you can join me. I'm going to have to be accountable to the people listening to this. I'm going to start putting out some content on my poker journey, which is on our YouTube page. And if you come and join me, part of that is going to be my health. 
part of that is going to be the things I do on a daily basis to improve as a poker player and as a human being. So you can come onto our YouTube page and get to watch that. So that's a tool that might help you along. You might want to join me on that journey. Do you have anything for tools that you'd like to add? I do. I do. A simple tool is charting your progress. I will post a simple table of how to do this. But the example I'm talking about is where you have all of your activities listed as separate rows. And then each day is a separate column. And all you do is mark an X or color it green, color it red, color it however you want to, whether you did or did not perform the activity you're tracking. So I have a chart that tracks things like my chores. Did I do the dishes? Did I scoop the kitty litter? Did I sort the mail? Did I work out either lifting weights or cardio? All these things. And you can see at a simple glance how many days in a row you have either succeeded or failed in your task. Partner this with an accountability buddy and it's a very powerful yet simple tool. In terms of working out, there are a ton of online charts that you can download or make your own to count your reps and your sets and your weights. What doesn't get measured doesn't get done or improved. So if you're trying to get better, faster, stronger, harder, all those good things, daft punk your life, you don't know where you are unless you take stock. So, all right, today I lifted three sets of 10, benching 150. Two days from now, I did three sets of eight, benching 155. Can I see progress there? Okay, yes. Now it's granted as one data point, but over time you can see the trends and you won't see those trends until you chart your progress. And you won't know if you're on a plateau unless you see your progress and you can chart, oh wait, I need to do something differently because I'm no longer getting the results. My body's become acclimated. I need different routine, whatever you have. Another thing that I use are apps. So currently I'm doing a 30 day ab routine. I think it's actually called 30 day abs and it's honestly, it's kicking my butt. I also use an interval timer for my HIIT workouts. So I have an app that gives me the number of sets and I will do like work for 10 seconds and then rest for 20 seconds. Or I should say work hard for 10 seconds and like do casual jogging or whatever for 20 seconds. And then I do like 10 or 12 reps of those and that's my HIIT workout. I use a do it later app and I will post links to these apps in the description. I have an Android phone. I use a do it later app that I use to check in on myself for my mental state of mind during a poker session. Every 30 minutes, this will text myself. So my phone will text me to say, hey, how's your mental game? Are you frustrated? Are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you tilted? Do you need to take a walk? I can also use that do it later app to remind myself to work out. I typically work out around the same time, so I could just set an alarm, or I can have this app text me to say, hey, stop watching Bob's Burgers on Hulu. It's time for you to work out. Finally, and this was also courtesy of the Sleep is a Skill podcast and the Sleep is a Skill company, I use an aura ring to manage my sleep health and overall readiness scores. Now, when I say courtesy, they really clued me into it. It's not like they gave me the ring. I had to buy it. It's one of those fitness trackers, you know, an Apple Watch. There are all sorts of fitness trackers that will help you maintain your health either throughout the day or overnight. So feel free to get one of those and see how you're doing. That aura ring has been invaluable to me. I will wake up in the morning and I'll notice that my sleep score and my readiness score are complete crap. So I won't go to the casino. Previously, I would power through it. I would say, you know what? I know I didn't sleep well. At least I feel like I didn't. I'm still going to go to the casino and try to power through it because I know I'm tired. 
If I know I'm tired, I should have the mental discipline to know that I'm tired and take the appropriate actions. The problem with that is because I'm tired, I don't have the mental discipline to do what I need to do to protect myself. So I sabotage myself there. So those are a lot of tools that I use. And honestly, it's a lot because if you know me, I put a lot of processes in place to follow the wisdom of the 90s and check myself before I wreck myself. You are so gordy. I love you, man. <laughs> Thanks, Del. Appreciate the time. Thank you. It's been great again. It's always great. And until next week, this is The Blinds Stealing the Blinds. Like what you heard? Head over to anchor.fm slash theblindstealingtheblinds to subscribe, access our show archive, and find us on the socials to continue the conversation. While you're there, you can also support the show. One blind per month is all we ask.